Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Clashing Sabers Network. Here we go again. Chewie. We're home. I bypassed the compressor. You were the chosen one! Something truly special. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. Thank you so much for joining us here on Clashing Sabers. I hope you figured out in the past three seconds that I am not Brandon tonight. Um, I am your co-host, Lindsay, though. And even though I don't have my good buddy Brandon here, I am joined by two fantastic people that I'm very excited to chat a little bit of Clone Wars with tonight. Um, first, I will start off with I Can Never Do the fantastically creative introductions that Brandon does, but I do have one of my good, good friends here, Adriana, with me tonight. Hello. Hi, everyone. And then aside from Adriana, we have someone who I don't think any kind of introduction could possibly do her any justice. Uh, We have Star Wars' very own Vanessa Marshall. Hello, hello. (laughs) So, Vanessa, thank you so much for uh, coming back to Clashing Sabres. I know you and Adriana got to chat a few months ago. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't join then, so I'm really happy that you and I are able to kind of sit down and and get into the good stuff tonight. How have you been since, uh, I guess, really since The Rise of Skywalker came out? All is well. Yeah, I've been really busy, and, uh, you know, uh, things have changed, obviously, with the pandemic. Um, as far as seeing other human beings. But other than that, uh, all is well. <laughs> How have you been? <laughs> um, pretty, pretty good, to say the least. I'm, uh, you know, out in New York, and I live right within a few blocks of where the pandemic really started for New York. Uh, oh, so gosh. definitely been pretty crazy. So oh, I feel boy. you there. Isn't, isn't it funny how so quickly our definition of kind of good and, uh, and what a good day is <laughs> yes. just changed right away? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm, uh, I'm happy you're, you're doing well and hopefully staying safe. Um, yeah. And then hopefully we can go, get back out and resume some kind of normalcy and start to, to see everyone pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I was supposed to go to New York. Um, I think it was March 14th. There was a premiere for a movie called Red Sun, um, a DC animated film. They were going to do a whole East Coast premiere, and I was—I had all these plans to hang with all my friends back east. And lo and behold, they shut her, shut her down. Yeah, not, <laughs> so not so much. Hopefully, yeah. So hopefully, someday, uh, you know, within the next year, hopefully, we'll be able to get back out there. So. You stay safe, too. (laughs) Thank you. I'm doing what I can. Um, But you know what? Aside from kind of all the craziness, all of these staying indoors, tell us, what have you been Star Warsing during this quarantine? Oh, Clone Wars all day. (laughs) Seems seems like an easy answer there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Clone Wars all day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Del Rey, Del Rey has actually sent me a bunch of books that I've been so busy I haven't been able to read, but I have a stack of books by my bed as well. There's all sorts of things. That's a great uh, problem to have, though. Oh, a, a massive <laughs> honor. Yeah, I'm so happy. Yeah, so that that's the other thing that uh, maybe in the second portion, hopefully the second portion, <laughs> um, the, the final portion of the uh, quarantine that I'll be able to read some of those, so... I hope so. So tell us, just because Adriana and I, we watched Clone Wars very, very differently. You know, I am (laughs) a super early riser out on the East Coast. Uh I need to get things done immediately. I have zero self-control. So I -hmm. would wake up typically around like 3, 3.30 and watch every single episode. Oh right God. then and there, yeah. Wow. And I, I mean, I, I always wake up early. So it was like, let me do this and then like get into my workout, start my day, keep going. Adriana, though, being the the queen of self-control and patience <laughs> that I will never, ever be. Adriana, please, <laughs> please share with the class, if you will, how you went about watching Clone Wars. Okay, so to preface this, I did that only, I did what I did only for the last arc. Um, so 
basically on Twitter, somebody had asked Sam Witwer um, if it was better to watch the episodes individually or to watch the last arc um, as one complete entity. And Sam Witwer was like, oh, you should definitely watch it as one complete entity. Uh, So for the Siege of Mandalore arc, I did not watch it (laughs) until May the 4th. And I watched it all in one go on May the 4th. Um, It was hard. (laughs) Uh, I still can't believe you were able to do it with no spoilers or anything like that. But Vanessa, what was kind of your routine for these shows? Did you watch them one by one? Did you watch them multiple times throughout the week? How did you go about digesting it? Well, it was was different. Um, The first episode I watched right away. Second episode, watch right away. Then I got really busy and had like three to catch up on. So then I came in at like Ahsoka's first episode. I caught up on those. And then uh, I went week to week. I didn't get up at 3.30 in the morning. I usually watch them uh, like Friday afternoon or so once I got through with all my work. Um, And then... uh, was dying to see the last arc and I watched each episode as it came out, uh, when my work allowed me to. Um, but, uh, I kind of like watching them all at once. I, and I don't mind waiting. Um, but I, I basically just took them in as I could, uh, for whatever reason, the voiceover work has been, uh, really intense. And, um, I think for like the first month of, quarantine I didn't really have a day off and um so you know I realized each episode is only like a half an hour it's not like a huge deal but um it was my treat that I would give myself when I had downtime so it was an inconsistent uh experience really but um I expected to sob during the the Ahsoka arc and I didn't actually cry until she saw Anakin Mm-hmm. And, uh, which, which was interesting because a, a friend of mine said, well, you got to watch it and we need to talk about it. And I was like, okay, just a, you know, a warning if I, you know, I'm probably going to be sobbing, just, you know, deal with me. Cause when I met Ashley, I was completely sobbing. And, um, but, uh, the first few stories, uh, or the overall story was a little more lighthearted, I felt. And, um, it wasn't until she saw Anakin and all the waves of emotion came over me. Um, I was surprised by that. Then I finally had all the feels. (laughs) (laughs) And once once they get there, there's no turning them off. No, there isn't. No. Well, before we dive too, too, too much into Clone Wars, because Lord knows we're going to get pretty deep there. Adriana, I think I know the answer to this, but now that you are all caught up with the rest of the world and spoiler free, what have you been Star Warsing in the past week? Oh, um, well, rewatching it, uh, because I think, uh, the one thing that is other, I, I like that I was able to do that and watch it all in one go, but at the same time, um, there was things that were like happening that I didn't have time to like sit and process and sit with. Uh, so definitely going back and watching them one by one, um, and giving myself a little bit more time to process with all my emotions and then also uh the disney gallery for the mandalorian the behind the scenes um yeah. i'm star warsing that and it's really interesting to me that uh i it was not what i expected that to see the amount of collaboration between all the directors um i was not expecting that and i i don't think anybody was and seeing so seeing them all together um was definitely uh, a nice treat and i it probably goes into why I really like the Mandalorian so much. Well, I—that's what I thought your your answer was going to be geared a little bit more to the Mandalorian because you have been lucky enough that some stuff you uh, you pre-ordered in the past few months started showing up this week. No. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So uh, I got the little plushie um, with the that of the child in his little like crib cradle thing i don't know what it's called and then i ended up getting some um these little mini figurines and one of them he's holding the little sphere from the from the ship 
And then, then the other one. He looks sad. I don't know why he's sad. He's like reaching out. It makes me sad because he's sad. <laughs> um, the one thing I think I had told you though earlier is that uh, with the plushie, I was a little sad because um, he's just like a he's just like a round little stump. There's no feet. Listen, and I was like, you, I wanted to see his you little don't feet. You get to complain about Baby Yoda, all right? <laughs> Take what Baby Yoda you have, and you be grateful. <laughs> but I wanted to see his little feet. <laughs> one day, one day, we got some, we got uh, some seasons ahead of us, so we can keep hoping there. Um, I do want to say also before we dive into things that in terms of what we've been Star Warsing, I want to just give some quick appreciation to those of you who have actually been Star Warsing this podcast um, and this team here. So I want to read one review that we got uh, over the past couple days. This is from Dave at Pizza and Parsecs. He says, this team brings us a wonderfully authentic and passionate exploration of the Star Wars universe. They have a remarkable amount of chemistry that makes this show one of the most entertaining pods out there. Of course, these folks have a deep passion for the franchise and bring us intelligent and engaging Star Wars content. Can't recommend them enough. So Dave, thank you so much for the kind words. I'm really happy that um, throughout everything, you know, we we have some good arguments here. We have um, some interesting takes here, but I'm happy that our passion for not only the franchise and these stories, but even just each other are able to come through. And that's something that you, you guys enjoy. Um, so if you're like Dave and you enjoy this, please feel free to go over to Apple and leave us any kind of rating or review. And then typically this is where we would go into a Happy Beep segment, uh, but we actually don't have one tonight. And I am very, very, very excited about why we don't have one tonight, but I can't get into it right now. Uh, stay tuned though. We certainly love the folks over at happybeeps.net. Make sure you do go check them out. Uh, start your collection, start your tracking there. But in the meantime, also just just stick around and see what exactly we have coming up with the Happy Beeps Network. Um, that being said, let's dive in and let's have some fun. Talk some Star Wars. Are you ladies ready to uh, go into some Clone Wars? Sure. Um, can I ask, is this our first ever like just ladies episode? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Wow. Right. So yeah. kudos to us. Thank you, nice. Vanessa, for being part of this. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's not often that Brandon is stupid enough to leave me to my own devices, because when he does, we do things like, Drew and I do commentary on the wrong movie, or the movie's not in English. Um, but <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully I don't lose all of his trust. Um so with the, the ladies only ship tonight, um, Vanessa, just give us a little bit of insight into your history with the Clone Wars. What is it that before season seven was even announced back when this was still on air, still running, what is it that really attracted you to the show in the first place? Well, anything Star Wars, I'm a hundred percent into. So there's that. Like you, you had me at Star. You didn't have to finish it with Wars. I'm there, um, and um, so there's that. Um, and I watched it all along. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Lucas and Lucasfilm and the stories that they tell. And for me, uh, the Clone Wars just delivered time and time again. And um, it actually enhanced my experience of uh, the third film. And uh, I felt like it, it helped me understand Darth Vader, whom I simply feared previously. Um, I had so much more uh, respect for his character development and his backstory. Um, and I think that's 100% given what I got to see, how he interacted with Snips and also with Rex. and. Uh, Obi-Wan, and um, I'm grateful to the Clone Wars for opening up uh, the third episode for me um, in the film series, So, um, and beyond that, actually. But, um, yeah, so I, I thanked Dave Filoni for doing this final season because I said that we really need it right now. And um, I didn't know there was going to be a pandemic after I said that, but um, <laughs> I... I 
wrote him and said, like, our country needed it even more. So thank you for your service. (laughs) (laughs) Dave Maloney, the biggest patriot of them all. But no, that's a a really great point, because I think one of the the coolest things about really all Star Wars stories, but especially the Clone Wars series, is that it adds on to things. It's, It's something where if you wanted to take it on its own, and if that is the only thing that you ever knew about Star Wars, which I'm sure is true for a lot of kids that that use this as kind of their gateway into Star Wars. But this does stand on its own, but you can use it to add on to a story. It Mm. doesn't have to just be something where you, you watch it and you turn it off. It adds on to all of these other things where it starts to layer or maybe even weave into itself. Yeah. Adriana, what about you? What was your kind of a, a first attraction to the Clone Wars? <laughs> it's really a uh, roundabout because um, my brother is one of those guys who was like, Ugh, it's animated. It's not real. It's not part of it. So um, I really didn't get into it for a while. Um, but then I was like, I'm my own person. I don't need my brother's validation. Like, I can watch this on my own. I'm a just as big a Star Wars fan as he is. Um, and I think, too, it goes back to um, just how much of a, a prequel stan I am. And I know, like, Lindsay, we, we talked about how we were, like, the right age when the prequels came out. Um, so, obviously, like, we, when we watched it, the prequels for the first time, we, like, we had no idea that you know, like, people didn't like them or, like, they were problematic or anything like that. We were just little kids enjoying them. And then to have even more um, more time and more more of just these characters that, you, that we've already, like, established that we love, um, and then adding characters like Ahsoka, who we grow to love and stuff like that, I think was just, um, it was a, it's a big deal. Uh, for, yeah, for it's, it kind of <laughs> is weird, I guess, thinking, you know, this added new characters for the first time. It, it was off the big screen and, and really adding these new characters for the kids at the time. You know, I, I was reading a lot of the young reader books, but they didn't add to the story the way the expanded universe did. Um, just in terms of new characters, new planets. It really was rooted in what we already knew. So to have someone like Ahsoka come on screen. A youngling? And who are you supposed to be? I'm Ahsoka. Master Yoda sent me. And it was like groundbreaking at the time. Um, that was that was really something. And that was a, a cool thing to start to really wrap our heads around. And obviously, you know, no surprise, but Ahsoka has grown to mean so much more than just a cool character. You know, she's someone who's been so important to all of us. So that being said, you know, were there any really big hopes that you guys had going into season seven? Anything that you felt was really important that we see or you just wanted to say? I don't think there's anything really. I I think I just wanted to see how how it was supposed to end. Um, I knew that there was things that I was curious to see, but also at the same time, like, do I really want to see this? Is this going to cause me pain? Uh, so that's where, that's where I am with that. Like, oh, we're going to get to see uh, some more Order 66. Oh, wait, no, I don't think I want that. Uh, it's so bittersweet. <laughs> that's kind of what I was hoping for. And I was amazed at how it really gave us an in-depth look at sort of the, the, underbelly of that event um and uh when rex was sort of restored to sanity um the exchange between ahsoka and rex that completely uh, reverberated for me but um you know we, of course we saw execute order 66 in the film but um i love that say for example what if rebels had gone all the way up to the first episode it didn't like, we could have seen the underbelly. I mean, obviously, we have Rogue One and et cetera. But it was interesting that in this final arc, they were able to take us literally into portions of that film where you hear Obi-Wan screaming, uh, you know, Anakin, no, you know, or whatever. 
but uh, it, we 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 knew exactly what was going on elsewhere. Um, I did not expect that, um, and I also didn't expect to see as much of um, we did between um, Ahsoka and Anakin that there was a, a a precursor to what we end up seeing in Rebels in terms of their uh, fight that they end up having. Um, there were a lot of seeds that were planted here in the Clone Wars. I don't know if those were originally intended, but they definitely reverberated through the films and also through episodes of Rebels. Um, but I too was just happy to see more Clone Wars, period. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, for me, it was, it was kind of a doozy because it sounds like all three of us, we had those things that we maybe wanted to see or thought would have been cool to see. Mm-hmm. But things like specifically the Ahsoka Anakin scenes, I didn't think we would actually get to see them. You know, they I didn't, yeah. Yeah, but but I wanted to. And it was mm-hmm. one of those like, uh, oh, would be nice, but probably won't happen, not gonna get my hopes up. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing it and it's just overwhelming at that point because yes, it was a surprise to me. But to have that scene where there's so much weight to it because mm-hmm. of what we see come to fruition in Rebels, yeah. and we know the end points, and mm-hmm. for it to just be so pure, and you don't feel any kind of animosity there, it was so well done. So to be able to pull off those surprises in such a pure way, I think it was really a testament to how well Dave did with this season. I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. Did um either of you uh, happen to go back and watch uh, Revenge of the Sith after watching that last episode? I couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly (laughs) survive that. Same exact photo. Because at first I was like, No way, dude. It would be nice to do this. It would be fun. And then I watched that last episode. I was like, I need a break. I need a break. No, I lost it uh, when Ahsoka left her lightsaber in the ground. We see all those helmets. uh, uh, To see Darth Vader in the snow. I mean, there. No, man. Uh, I, I could not. I needed, I need like a good time off. I need to watch all of them over as one thing. And then maybe I can dip back into the movies, but I, I need to ride this wave. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was sobbing, sobbing, yeah. sobbing. <laughs> I actually went back and watched, um, what did I watch right after that? I did the Mando doc and then uh, Attack of the Clones, because I was like, I just need something like mm. a little bit upbeat, a, li- a little happy, maybe yeah. listen to some music first. <laughs> I'm saving the Mando doc. I haven't seen that yet. I did get my uh, Mando plushie, and I got a Funko, uh, you know, Baby Yoda, little little things to, to help tide me over to season nice. two. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we all need little but, stuff to, just to get yeah. Wait, is that so, what you did, though, Adriana? Uh. N- I thought about it, but it, um, especially the scene um, when he gives her back her lights, uh, the two lightsabers, um, mm. seeing that scene and then immediately like them going to um, the events of what happens in the movie, uh, I it kind of like was too like upsetting, I think, just to see how happy he was, how how different he was around her. And knowing that this was literally right before the movie, I think it was um, it was too much. I think I, I had originally intended to do that, um, but you know, I, I, think I, I was not I was too overwhelmed. I, I think, think the other piece of it, too, is <laughs> correct me if you guys think think I'm wrong, um, but. The difference between Clone Wars and the movies, at least to me, is that Clone Wars are about Ahsoka. You know, maybe it's just because that's the character that I really connected to and I really gravitated towards. But for me, it's always been Ahsoka's story. Whereas anything on the movie ends, that's Anakin's story. And Mm -hmm. that's how I kind of differentiate the two. It's also why... um, I would say it's not that I didn't like The Bad Batch. It's not that I didn't watch it a few times. Um, But for me, the show's not really about the clones. It's not about the battles. 
I thought their struggle was really interesting. I thought it was really well done, that whole entire arc. But this series or this season as a whole, for me, picked up as soon as Ahsoka came back on screen. And that's mm. where the story is. That's where my connection is. That's where my investment is. So that's how I can kind of keep this apart from Revenge of the Sith just a little bit and start to compartmentalize it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, really, though, for me, this season was, you know, Bad Batch. I I think it's a good story. But the whole point of this season, at least to me, was showing how Ahsoka grew outside of the Jedi Order. You know, how did she go from being that Jedi Padawan to being Fulcrum, to being someone, you know, even Hera could go in and just trust immediately to always do that right thing for the people, not for this order. And Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, the walkabout arc was still really important for me to see. Um, So do you guys have, you know, Vanessa, we'll start with you, kind of any... Mm -hmm. Um, personal favorite episode from the season, personal favorite arc? What was really important for you? Uh, for me, I would say it was the Darth Maul's arc. Um, that that was just from beginning to end um, mind-blowing. I was certain that Bill would have come himself, perhaps bring his loyal foe Skywalker, is it? Master Kenobi had a more important engagement. Indeed. I love the season as a whole, but those four episodes were um, just, they, they grabbed my heart and my soul, and I was riveted right through till the very last image. Mm. It was just so compelling. It's interesting you call it uh, Darth Maul's arc. Could I ask you to... Uh kind of defend that a little bit and, and share what it is that makes Darth Maul kind of that interesting character for you? That's how it's always been described to me. Really? Yeah. I actually There's, really, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, I mean, that's, that's how my colleagues have described it. I mean, when I had dinner with uh, D. Bradley Baker, he referred to it as such. I really so, like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, and to the extent that it sort of, you know, wraps up, you know, it, it, the first is sort of Rex's, uh, it seems, more, you know, more about the clones. Um, and uh, the second arc is obviously about Ahsoka and the final arc. Uh, it's not, it's not his story per se, but I mean, when that, when the final four episodes begin in a completely different way, than any of the Clone Wars episodes that have ever come before it. And we hear different music than we've ever heard before. Um, it, it signals this is <laughs> even the red logo of the Clone Wars as opposed to, um, you know, the, what we normally see. Uh, I don't know. For me, it just it, it made perfect sense that it was Darth Maul's arc. Um, it it felt like Darth Maul, not that it was like all about him, but I think it was very much in his world and, and with his agenda shaped by that a bit. Yeah. He really was kind of the, the controlling factor in certainly the beginning. I'm curious whose arc do you think it is? You know, for me, it really was a continuation of Ahsoka's arc. And I think that... Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's it's a little bit more flavored for me is because of that ending note. You know, it's it's the final moment. So that's what kind of sticks with me. But to me, the, the reason why it's so strong in kind of Ahsoka's world, in my opinion is because I think we see that final transformation into the person who she really does want to be. And what I mean by that is I was struck, and I mean really and truly struck, that when Order 66 happened, you know, she didn't know it by that name. She didn't have a full understanding as to what was going on, but when she realized that that something was wrong, her thought was never, what do I do for myself? 
how do I save my own life? How do I get out of this situation for me? Her thought became, how do I help all of these clones? How do I help Rex? This isn't right. Something is wrong with my friend. What do I do to help my friend? And I saw that as kind Mm -hmm. of the, the final transformation for her from going from Snips to Ahsoka Walkabout to protect oh, her in a way. To, Are you to kidding? The, yeah. Those <laughs> battle scenes, she had such a look on her face. She she grew up. Yeah. Yeah, she hard. did. Yeah. You know, so determined yeah. in, in such a blink of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why, I don't know. That's why I would say Ahsoka, but just being a mall fan, and I've always said, like, if I could pick a spinoff, <laughs> it would be a mall spinoff. I really want to see him mm. as, as kind of like the Michael Corleone of Star mm. Wars. Um, Adriana, who would you say kind of um, centered, I guess, in the, the final arc? I mean, uh, <laughs> now that I've heard you guys both uh, kind of talk, <laughs> I, I, I mean, why can't it be both? Um, it's uh, they're obviously very in- closely intertwined, um, but I I can see points for why some would consider it Maul's arc. But I think ultimately um, the the more emotional I guess uh, aspect the I think the most growth actually came from Ahsoka, um, like uh, as far as her and her characterization. I I think. Um, with respect to Maul, it's not necessarily how he, like, his growth or anything like that, but um, definitely um, with the audience's perception of him. Uh, does that make sense? <laughs> making sense? Yeah, because mm-hmm. for me, I think that with, with Maul in these episodes, you know, Ahsoka, when we see her in the very beginning versus obviously the very end when she's with Rex there, um, going through and, and leaving their things behind, it's such a clear transformation for her, whereas Maul, it's it's a little bit less clear. Not that it's less important, it's just less clear. And that's actually something that now that we're thinking about it, I would actually really, really like for some expansion on. You know, again, I have said since Solo that if, if I get a spinoff, this is what I want it to be. But now it's even mm. more so. Because yeah. it, it's almost interesting to go back then to Twilight of the Apprentice. And I'm almost wondering why there was that animosity between the two. You know, if I were Maul and Ahsoka came and she freed me from this and she gave me some power back, I don't know if I necessarily would have reacted the way Maul did. And I, I don't know. I, I would kind of like to explore that a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think to the extent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think um, to the extent that he said your whole life has come to this moment, um, and you know he allies himself with her in in the sense that they've both been betrayed to a certain extent, and that they could come together. And she says, you know, that his logic is flawed. She may get him out of prison, but I don't think she's like, yeah, dude, I'm going to roll with you from now on. Yeah. You know, he didn't really, he didn't get what he wanted. He got out alive, but she didn't obey him. And I think he tries to make that happen That's true. in the future because it's almost just a continuation of that same, um, uh, you know, his desire to sort of in, invade her mind and get her to do what he wants. Um, yeah. And he has more success with Ezra, but um, yeah. I think That's because she she didn't fully bend, he's not happy. I mean, I guess no, you're you're totally right because now that I think about it too, when we're talking about what it is he wanted, um, I was shocked when I think it was in um, your episode actually, the second episode, where he's explaining that he wanted to meet Skywalker and he wanted right. to do that so he could put an end to this now he didn't Mm. want skywalker to rise to power as either himself or obviously later darth vader um Mm -hmm. but he didn't want that he didn't want the sith to rule that's what he's always been fighting since he he returned Mm. and for ahsoka then to have set this series 
into motion where maybe if she had done something differently, he could have gotten his way in the first place. And interestingly enough, if Maul had gotten his way, the galaxy, I'm going to go ahead and say this, the galaxy probably would have been a better place. Mm. I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, just be, uh, the rise of Skywalker, like Palpatine coming back as a clone. Like it's very clear that Palpatine um, had <laughs> concessions in place, and yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, if it not Anakin, then somebody else. Um, and I wouldn't put put it put put it past Palpatine to have had a concession for that. Mm. But do you think Maul would necessarily have known that? You know, Maul would have seen that short-term victory as, look at this, you know, I, I was victorious over Ahsoka, I got my way, and now at least for a little bit, the Sith are at least stunted, if not stopped. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good question. I mean, you know... <laughs> The, the, the thing that I was supposed to premiere in uh, New York, uh, it's a movie called Red Sun. I played Wonder Woman in it, and it's called An Elseworlds Tale. And what that means is basically the premise of that movie was what if uh, Superman landed in the Soviet Union instead of America? And uh, I wish they had some Elseworld tales for Star Wars because, you know, what if Ahsoka said yes to Darth Maul? What would that look like? You know, that might be a fun fun graphic novel to to meditate on of course you know there's uh all sorts of um you know whatever is considered canon and this and that but it is fun to muse like what would the universe have been like had these certain choices been made differently i don't know yeah first knowing, of all, knowing, I, knowing I really want to see i really want to see yeah. it's on now <laughs> oh yeah oh man it's it's really it's a really cool movie it's uh very well done and the music the, it just transports you um i was really impressed with it but um i don't know maybe are there elseworld tales for star wars i wonder if maybe where uh you know they in the comic books i wonder if they if there are such things i don't know offhand but the closest well, i can think of are like the Tales of Vader Castle or Legends of Luke Skywalker oh, okay. or where. Okay, sure. Yeah, but it's it's not quite the same, but yeah, you're totally mm-hmm. right. I would love a what if, you know, using daydream type scenario because there's so many little things here because yeah. of these drastically yeah. different key players, you know, and, and again, mm-hmm. just looking at the way Ahsoka grows, especially over, yeah, the course of these four episodes, but just since the beginning you know since we met her look at who she becomes like if if those little moments change how does she change and then how does that affect um you know order 66 how does that affect what happens in rebels and what happens with maul like there's so many little little things where it seems so tiny at the time but it's just not yeah yeah, I mean, hmm. Marvel Marvel has the What If series coming to Disney Plus, so oh, we should keep our fingers right. crossed. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> Anything's possible. What do you Aww. think then, um, you know, Vanessa, I'll put you back in the hot seat. If we were to have um, in this season of Clone Wars, you know, obviously not Ahsoka and Maul teaming up because that's, you know, the easy answer here. But what do you think would have been a fun what if? You know, if if a character made a different decision in this season, what would you have liked it to be or what do you think would be fun to say? Well, if Anakin hadn't been called away on a different mission, (laughs) 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 you know, I wish... Damn, that would have been different. I know. I wish that he could have been there at least for part of it. I understand he needs to, for canon's sake, go elsewhere. The last time I saw him, he was rushing off to save the Chancellor. Then everything changed. But uh, he has he has younglings to kill and what have you. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's horrible. But um, but I wish that he could have dipped in for a little bit. I don't know. I would have loved to have seen that. But 
Yeah. Would you have loved to have seen that for the sake of the action, though? Or do you think it really would have made a major difference for Ahsoka or Maul? How do you think that would have really played out? I I would have loved to have seen a closer call uh, to sort of Maul getting what he wanted and not getting it. And then settling for Ahsoka and not getting that. That actually would be great because it would make the stakes in Rebels that much higher, you know, yeah. to to have those close calls over and over. It's like in Rebels when we finally see him with Obi-Wan, mm. and it's it feels so earned because we've seen it come so yeah. close time and time again <clears throat> that he really kind of earned that final showdown. Yeah. Adriana, what about you? What would you have uh, done a what if from? Mm. I don't know. I would have. Uh, I'm really sad that we didn't get to see a like a final, like a scene between Ahsoka and Padme. Uh, yeah. I'm really sad we didn't. We barely got any Padme, <laughs> yeah. um, which I, I understand why. Like it doesn't make sense for her to be there. The story, the arcs that they had, but um, I think well, it would have yeah. been nice to to have some. I will say, you know, you know, I love Padme and I would have loved for her to be in it a little bit more. But going back to the Bad Batch arc. All right. That moment where Obi-Wan just dropped the bomb of the say hi to Padme for me. And it was Uh, like, he did know. I knew he knew. That was a really big moment that kind of got eclipsed because everything that happened after that was so epic. But mm. that was a really big moment for me this season that I keep forgetting about for some reason. Yeah, I'm going to go back and watch them all over again. Um, just binge them all. I mean, I, I, I like watching The Mandalorian one week at a time. That makes more sense to me, but there's something about being able to binge an animated series. I'm not sure what that is, but The Clone Wars, I guess... There's so much going on in The Mandalorian and it's so visually stimulating on a different level that I'm cool to chew on that for like a week. I need a week to deal with each, you know, I mean, you've got sabers coming out of, I mean, it's just, there's a lot going on. But uh, for Clone Wars, um, I'm really going to enjoy watching all of it as one big chunk. I didn't mind binge watching three episodes at a time. I always, I was like, I want more. I just want more Clone Wars, yeah. always. You, you know? know, for for me, maybe what, what I would say is, because I, I totally see what you mean. Like, Mandalorian, I needed a week to digest it, whereas Clone Wars, I could, just like Rebels, sit there for eight hours and be like, oh, mm-hmm. oh no, I forgot to eat. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> keep it going. Keep right. it going. Um, yeah. I kind of see Mandalorian, you know, when, when the show is wrapped up, I might eat these words. I might be totally wrong. Um, but for now, the way I interpreted season one was very similar to what The Witcher did really effectively, which is say, these are a collection of short stories they don't necessarily all relate to each other, but here's mm-hmm. how we're going to introduce you to the key players. Here's the background stories that you really need to know so that maybe in season two and any later seasons, this one overarching story is really going to make sense. You're going to understand why characters are doing certain things. You're going to understand the relationships between these people, and we can just hit the ground running right then and there. Um, I Mm. think, you know, again, Witcher did it beautifully, uh, did it in the books beautifully as well. If that's what Mandalorian is going to do, I think season one was absolutely a phenomenal execution. Whereas these animated series, they've hit the ground. They are running. You know, you can very easily sit there and realize this is all one big story. These are all connected to each other. And that's why, for me at least, like I can so easily binge either an arc or an entire season at a time. Yep. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for you to go back and rewatch it now. Yeah, I cannot wait. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so I gotta ask just, you know, as Hera, is there a moment that happened this past season where it kind of rung a bell for you? And you're like, oh, that's why Hera's like so quick to trust Ahsoka. That's why they have this really fast connection with each other. It's because Ahsoka went through this, she handled it this way, and that's the kind of person she is. I think it deepened my respect for her. I mean, Hera automatically respected her. Um, and uh, But for me personally, uh, I think seeing the choices that she made to turn away from the Jedi Order to, to not turn to Darth Maul to do the right thing all the way around and sort of walk away with her, you know, to put her lightsaber down, et cetera. But she a hundred percent becomes fulcrum. It helped me really see how utterly alone she was and, um, how completely self-contained and empowered she became. Um, for me, Hera automatically respected her, but I felt like she earned Hera's respect in in retrospect, if you will, yeah. um, by by actually seeing all that she went through. Um, you know, one, so it, it, it I wish I could I wish I could have seen this before doing Rebels. I mean, yeah. I would have had the same amount of ex- respect for her, but I think it would have been grounded in sort of an empirical knowledge as opposed to an idea of her. Yeah, you know, you know one one weird word kind of. Uh, really jumped out to me that you had said, you know, when, when she's alone, because that's not something mm-hmm. we, we really see in Star Wars, especially before Mandalorian. It's always been yeah. about, you know, this trio or this, this squadron of people working together. But yeah, Ahsoka really does, I guess, turn into the first person to go about things and have to do things alone. Yeah. Yeah, Hera, Hera is similarly. <laughs> yeah, she is similarly alone in a in a way, um, and you know builds a crew up around her. Um, per Fulcrum's suggestion, they both strike me as as rather lonely female characters, um, but uh, they're so generous of spirit that it's almost like their company comes from unity. And, uh, you know, the, the commitment to their cause, those, uh, that, that full-hearted approach to everything they do gives them the companionship that they need. Yeah, they're both kind of very, yeah. you know, end-in-sight, goal-oriented in that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah. an incredible I mean, thing I to think say. Yeah. I, I dare say that she didn't pursue romance with Kanan because that seemed like a, a ridiculous dalliance given you know, the priority and, uh, you know, the severity of, of what was going on around them, that she values helping people more than connection on some intimate level. So I don't think Hera really minds being alone. I think part of her development was that she opened her heart and allowed that in uh, by the end of the show. It, so. It's a really unique duality i guess because both of these characters you know hera in her sacrifice with the relationship with kanan ahsoka in her sacrifice of admitting she's a jedi having any kind of companionship for so many years Mm. they're both alone but they're still selfless you know i think a lot of times when we think of someone as alone it's kind of this hermit this this selfishness where they only want to look out for them or be responsible for them but both hera and ahsoka they do it out of pure giving of themselves and they choose to be alone in that way sabine i know you have questions questions i can't answer right now but know that i trust you I just trusted you with my life down there. I know. I know you do. Good. We are making a difference, Sabine. And I promise, we won't always be fighting this battle alone. Do you think you can trust me? I think I can try. It's no wonder they were, uh, drawn to each other. But, you know, I just Exactly. I just have one more question before we Uh go. Um, have you heard kind of the, the most recent tinfoil hat theory about, uh, Chopper and the Clone Wars? 
What? No. Yeah. So so one of the droids, Chirp. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to have to really look into this and develop a theory. But one of the droids, Chirp, um, he looks very very similar to Chopper. He sounds very similar to Chopper. Definitely. Well, I thought see- I thought one of those. I was like, that sounds like Dave Filoni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm and so. To the extent that uh, to the extent that Chopper was voiced by Dave Filoni, I I can see how someone might deduce, hey, is that Chopper? Yeah. Well, the other thing was that this droid specifically got into a Y wing that we later see crash, and well, we all know Chopper's kind of original origin story with Hera. Right. So the big theory there is we huh. now actually get to see Chopper have that interaction with Ahsoka. So I don't I don't know. You're gonna have to uh I gotta rewatch really it with decision. that in mind. Yeah, I got But if I will, you're here saying that it sounded like Dave to you, you're Oh definitely. Character. I did think I was like, oh Dave must have done some voiceover on this too. How touching. You know, but I didn't <laughs> I didn't a, think like it was a little bit deeper. It could Yeah, I didn't think like, ah, oh, that's young Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> You will, you will now. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll have to uh, rewatch that. That's a great theory. I like it, and I love that you described it as a tinfoil hat uh, theory. Given that it's it's Chopper with his tinfoil hat, <laughs> it all fits together. Indeed, it's all that's so hilarious. All connected. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, to me, it is totally true. But, you know, I don't want to take up, you know, all day for you. Um, Now I have to ask them. I have to find out. You do. You do. See if you can get uh, any kind of official word for us. I will. (laughs) Well, thank you, though, so much for uh, taking the time, chatting some Clone Wars with us. Um, Tell us where can everyone... Grateful for the first all-female episode. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon, let us do it again. Yeah, you were about to say, where can folks find me? Yeah, where can they find yeah. you and uh, what well, should they uh, keep yeah. their eye open for? Come, come hang out on Twitter at Van Marshall. Um, and then, of course, on Instagram at Vanessa Marshall 1138. Uh, let's friend it up and uh, let's nerd out together. Um, yeah, I was in an episode of Rick and Morty this week. I got to play Ruth Bader Ginsburg, so you, you <laughs> yes. must you must immediately go watch yes. that episode. It's it's insane. Um, I'm also in a show called Final Space. There's another uh, season coming out. I play Invictus, the evil character who talks like this. <laughs> so it's it's nothing like Hera. Um, and then in uh, Harley Quinn on the DC streaming service, you can see me as uh, Wonder Woman and Giganta. And also Gingerbread Boy. Uh, look for that cameo because it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, um, but uh, is the, anyway. The Wonder Woman, is the Wonder Woman movie on DC Universe? Because I, um, oh, I literally Red, just got that two days ago. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think it's at the moment, I think it's available on Blu-ray and DVD. But no doubt it will be on there. There are a number of nerd sessions where they um, sit there and analyze it. So there's some really cool... Uh, the DC Daily Show goes into a deep dive of the history of all that. Um, those those people were wonderful. Um, and by the way, there is also a role playing game on uh, the DC Universe uh, streaming service. It's called uh, the DC All Stars game. Uh, Sam Witwer is the DM, and uh, Freddie and I are on there. Uh, and uh, we, it's a DC role playing game. We've played Star Wars uh, role playing games uh, before on Freddie's YouTube channel. Uh, good evening and good game. Also, look that up. Hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's another fun thing if you like uh, board games or you know uh, role playing games. Um, but uh, I don't believe Red Sun is on there yet. It sounds worth the wait, though, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can get it. Uh, you can download it. I think you can purchase it online. Maybe you can purchase it there i'm actually i'm i'm not sure but uh well well worth the look uh yeah. if, if you do i mean check first it out. things I, first i, I mean we gotta catch up on this week's rick and morty apparently 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, that that's a must do because that it's hilarious. Um, I won't no, I won't spoil anything. I mean, I play a couple of roles, but the one that's like a bucket list item is notorious uh, RBG. You know, you gotta love her. So yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but um, but yeah, so yeah, let's all hang out on uh, on social media, and uh, we will get through this pandemic together. And on the other side of it, hopefully, we'll all be at celebration, high fiving and hugging. Mm. And you know, uh, I love going to New York Comic Con and eating something called Vader tots. So <laughs> if if we're ever at New York Comic Con together, that's happening. So let let's just. You know, stay close and uh, keep your head above water, and know that this is this is going to pass, and we're all going to be on the other side of it. Maybe not very soon, but let's just all, you know, stay positive and uh, look look toward, uh, uh, you know, when we can actually all hang again. And um, um, yeah, have you heard of? Uh, have you heard anything about Empire Con LA? I know you were supposed to be there in December, but you you couldn't make it. I was yeah, at, no. I was there. So. Oh, darn. Yeah, no, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, I was in a car accident last year, um, and uh, I, I was dealing with medical issues as a result of that, um, and there was no way to make it over there, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I, hope, I hope it happens this year if, you know, if it's possible to socially distance and, uh, you know, <laughs> hang out. Um, but if not this year, then next year for sure. I've already told them I'll be there whenever the hell they do it again. So, um, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And where where are you guys located? Um, I'm in San Bernardino, so I'm oh, like cool. about an an hour away from anything. Excellent. Cool. Uh, I'm at Disneyland a lot. <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. I was. And how about you? Um, I'm over. Oh, in, you're in uh, New York. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in or, White Plains, New York. So got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, it's, well, it's so funny because the teams really spread apart, you know, so we have Brandon in Texas, we have, uh, right. North Carolina, Alabama. So celebration was supposed to be really our, uh, our big hoorah as mm. a team between that, um, Brandon's getting married hopefully in June. Um, awesome. So yeah, so, so these were supposed to be the times where we could really all come and be together. So we're well, obviously we will, uh, pretty bummed. Yeah. Look, if celebration doesn't happen this year, it, when it does, we will all be together. And New York Comic Con, whenever that happens, I will be there. So you know, you'll just have to come down from White Plains and Vader tot it out. Uh, you um, know what? For a twenty-minute train ride for Tater Tots Neo, I think I'll make yeah, it work. Trust me. Yeah, for real, it, yeah. it's worth even an Uber ride. Like we'll make this happen. Um, and then Empire Con next year. And you know, I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge. My voice is on both uh, Falcon rides. Um, I talk you through not as Hera, um, but it's just sort of a pilot's voice. I tell you to fasten your seatbelt in both English and Spanish, um, as well as you know, sort of guide you through the entire ride. Um, I haven't been on the ride yet, so the minute oh, no. this, yeah, the minute this pandemic is over, there's like a bucket list that I've created, and uh, one of the items is going to Disneyland. So I'll try and like live tweet that or something, so maybe we can all. <laughs> I mean, yes. obviously not from New York, but from San Bernardino, it is possible for us to do this together. <laughs> so. um, let me just. I did cry when I rode Rise of Resistance. So, hey, that's awesome. Have emotions. <laughs> okay. Well, not unusual for me. I have a box of Kleenex at all times. So, you know. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, I'm really grateful that I got through this podcast without crying. Because uh, every, every podcast where we've talked about uh, the Clone Wars, I end up completely breaking down just you know it's not like I'm emotionally detached right now or, or not being authentic or anything but um, I just it's great to be able to, <laughs> to Look, get, if, communicate if and you have want sort of, we can keep going until you cry no, no it's all it's all good but I think I think it's getting to the place where I might be able to watch Revenge of the Sith is all I'm saying Ooh. so no you know what I mean like I, I yeah. think I've I think I'm I'm getting some distance sense, yeah. I think I'm I think I'm healing um, I think, you know, I'm able to, to, you know, hold those feelings deep in my heart and not let them overtake the microphone to where I'm like blowing my nose. 
and crying, you know, so this is, it's all part of the process, you know, and then when I watch it again, I'll be devastated and on and on. So as long as you um, know, you're still going to be devastated. You have those oh, always. expectations. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know uh, how I could not, I mean, if, if we do, if we were to talk much longer, I'm sure I would end up sobbing. So, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's neither it's here nor there. About yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, but we, we had a, a discussion about some really interesting things that like we didn't necessarily go like plot heavy per se, but more sort of musing on the significance of, of some of these things, which I, I think um, is also a, a really worthwhile endeavor. So thank you for all the great um, ideas and, and the different twists and turns and sort of where we went today. No, it was a lot no, of fun. No, please. Thank, thank yeah. you. You know, I think it's always a lot of fun to kind of think out of the box like that. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's, I say this all the time, but I'm always interested because I have a four and five year old nephew who I mm. am super, super close with. I love them to death. I see them every single chance I get. And luckily mm. my sister is so good about just, you know, kind of dropping them off with me for the day and going Aww, and doing that's kind of awesome. Um, that's but great. It, it's funny because of a few weeks ago, um, when the quarantine really first started, Mm-hmm. And my brother-in-law, who is a UPS driver, he was out oh, of boy. work for a couple of weeks. So since he wasn't working and uh, my company's just done an amazing, amazing job of handling things. I'm so grateful to work for um, who I work for. Um, I was able to go and work from their home. And oh, cool. I had a great time because I put on season one of Rebels for the four and the five year old. Uh, and they got so into it. You know, anytime awesome. they're they're little boys, so anytime like a stormtrooper got shot, they would just start cracking up. But then as a four and five year old do, after about an hour, they, they were getting a little distracted. So I go to turn it off and my brother in law is there, goes, Wait, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> he kept watching it. So over the course of the week, we actually binge watched everything, you know. Wow. And that's it was great. so much fun because it was like the perfect example for me of the different mm. kind of levels and the different ways you can approach Star Wars as a whole. Exactly. You know, exactly. you have that fun yep. wilderment of the kids or someone like my brother my brother-in-law who loves talking about those plot points and the different story beats but then mm. i love being able to come on here with you and with this team and being able to take it that much further and say okay well well let's look at the themes let's look at the characters we know so much about them what does it all mean when we put it all together um, yeah. So it's it's always a super, super fun conversation for me and for Adriana and for the guys um, when we can do well, that. Maybe, so. maybe I can come back when Mandalorian comes out and we can chew some of that up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, because that, that'll be... Oof. I mean, look... We will never yeah. say no. <laughs> yeah, we, we will never say no, but yeah. even, you know, if, if you don't want to wait that long, um, we always kind of pick... Um, some different topics, you know, we oh, are, cool. we will look at a certain character or a very certain oh, story great. specifically from Rebels, from Clone Wars, and we'll really sure. get into the the finer elements, if you will. Um, yeah, we for have, sure. Yeah, it, it's funny, I kind of always like to think of this podcast and this network as like the English class of Star Wars. Where it's not just. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. if there's any topic that uh, really comes to mind, we'll make sure we can get you back when we when we awesome. uh, discuss that. Yeah. Very, very cool. All yeah. right. Well, you guys stay safe. It was wonderful to catch up with you. And uh, again, I look forward to us all being together in person soon, soon, soon. Oh, we do as well. But again, thank you so much for for coming on tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Stay safe. Stay well. All righty. Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this discussion with Vanessa Marshall, don't forget to subscribe to the Clashing Sabers Network, wherever you're listening to this podcast now. We have more interviews with other actors, other writers from the Star Wars universe, uh, and of course, just fun 
discussions. Like I said, we are your English class, but for Star Wars. Uh, so be sure to go ahead, press that subscribe button. If you want to talk more with Adriana, you can follow her on Twitter at Celestial Intent. Or check out her podcast here on the network, uh, Starships. If you want to follow me, you can also follow me on Twitter at The Lady of Lore. Check me out here at Clashing Sabers on the flagship show, as well as over on Don't Burn the Sacred Text. But most importantly, if you want to really engage with the rest of the community, please feel free to join our Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter at Clashing Sabers um, and just join in the fun. Let's hear what you've been Star Warsing, what it is about Clone Wars that really interests you, and your takes on season seven. And of course, please check out our nonprofit. Uh, we really do want to get more books into the hands of kids who need these stories the most. Uh, so make any kind of donation you can, even if you have a teacher that you want to nominate. Uh, go to clashingsabers.net and check out some more information there. Please feel free to also leave us a great review on Apple Podcasts, just like Dave did. But until next time, I don't know, can I badgate myself? Is that weird? Badgate? Hi-ho? Yeah, just, just come on back. The podcast you just listened to and all other Clashing Sabers productions are the intellectual property of ClashingSabers.net. All sounds and materials used from other creators is their stuff, and we just use different informational and educational purposes. Bottom line, we made it, it's ours, they made it, it's theirs. Seems simple, but if you're still confused, feel free to email us at ClashingSabersNetwork at gmail.com. We have no association with Lucasfilm, Disney, or any of the other fine companies that make all this stuff we talk about. But, Kathleen Kennedy, if you need anything, let me know. I work for cheap. Now let's blow this thing and get out of here.